are listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 132 with my guest today, Loco McDonald from the band Introspect, based out of Sydney, Australia. So in today's podcast, we discuss their new EP called Midnight Sun. And actually, the, the song you are hearing at the start of this podcast is from the new EP. So again, thank you to my sponsors, Shred Guitar Works, Ernie Ball, Musician, and Custom Guitar Picks. Now let's go over to interview now with Loco. Hey, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good, just uh, recovering. Had a pretty uh, solid weekend of gigs, but um, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing well. Oh, that's great. So you're back again again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play. I do a couple of other things. Like I, I play in a cover band and you know a bunch of other stuff. So just keep the keep the roof over my head. Yeah, no, it's great though. At least you're back out there. That's it, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, very cool. And congratulations about the the new EP. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We're super keen for the for the world to hear it. We're incredibly proud and, and stoked that it's, uh, it's come together finally so yeah very happy yeah so when did you guys record this is it prior to lockdown or after uh, well we finished writing it i reckon like just after the big first lockdown for us in sydney it was around end of june i think we finished finished most of it off last okay. year yep. and then we did like a trial recording with chris in august just to check that we had uh, all the right parts and then to redo if we needed to redo stuff, which we did. We had to pretty much rewrite a lot of stuff. And then we had it finished and sent off the mixing uh, mid-November. Yep. And then we had the first draft of the mixes back um, early January. It was a pretty hectic time to get mixes out, out and back around Christmas, but yeah. yeah, eventually got there. So I guess you didn't really have the, the lockdown as we did in Melbourne. But... No, we didn't. No, we, well, we had a, like, because I'm a teacher, we went remote learning for a while in uh, late March, early April, and then we started kind of getting back to normality early May. And there was a bit of a dicey section at the end of the year last year where we thought it was going to start picking up again. I mean, there was just a few new restrictions. But yeah, no, we definitely felt sorry for all you all you Melbourneites. Yeah. <laughs> hectic few months for you guys. Oh, it was. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, I'm a teacher as well. I teach instrumental music at the primary schools. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the good thing is for me, it actually opened up a, another door for the um, online learning, which I hadn't really done much of before. Yeah. 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 Same with me, man. Like, it's, it's pretty cool to kind of stretch your wings a bit. Hey, like, and just yeah. kind of work, you know, adapt and work around it. That's right. So, do you do like classroom teaching or is it music teaching? Yeah. Cl- classroom music teaching. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so even like now that the you know students are coming back to my house, but some of the parents are like, oh, do you mind if we keep it online? So yeah, no worries. Yeah, yeah, sure, that's fine. Yeah, no, no drama. So that would have been okay then for you guys to yeah, do all that and release it all and get it mixed and ready to go. Yeah, yeah, it was like a, like I said, we 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 wrote most of it June and then we had to we went into the studio with Chris and then we we workshop some stuff because some things worked and some things didn't and we just basically redid some stuff and. We recorded some others and, and, and did some new sections and new ideas. And like on the EP, there's lots of piano. And originally, we were just going to use MIDI piano. But then Chris was just like, hey, can we get an acoustic piano and record it? And I was like, well, I've got one at the school I work at. So we can probably use that. So yeah, yeah so that, that kind of stuff all developed uh, earlier in the year. And then we kind of decided later. So. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about that. Who actually played the piano that you played? That's me. Oh, serious? Yeah, it is me. Yeah, it is me, yeah. And you did the sax as well, didn't you? 
I did, yes. <laughs> well, you're multi-talented. Yeah, Jack of all trades, master of none, I like to think. <laughs> no, because I listened to that. Um, help me pronounce some of these song titles. Is it, um, is it Homery? It's a, it's a Mori. So that one, it's got the sax on it, hasn't it? Yes, correct, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, because that's really good playing. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually went to uni, uni to, uh, like, I studied classical saxophone at uni. That was my, like, my aim instrument for a very, very long time. It still kind of is. Definitely the most versatile on it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, and then also approaching that section, we weren't just like, we're going to put a sax solo in for the sake of it. Like, we listened to the section, we were just like, it needs something here. And I was like, why, why don't we just put a sax solo in? Not to be like, hey, let's be that prog band that puts a sax solo in, but it, like, it really did call out for it. And yeah. so it just made, it made sense as like a songwriting and, and, and for the story of the song to have something a little bit more melancholic and kind of soaring for the same of the emotional content of the song, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Like I said, yeah, if it's got that calling for it, why not? Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> I think I learned sex for probably maybe, I don't know, four months, and I, I learned Baker Street, and that was about it. <laughs> yeah. Incidentally, I played Baker Street last night at the pub gig we played at. So. Oh, serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it comes out quite a bit. Now, the other song, Star's End, so that's the one that's got the piano on it as well. Uh, it does have some piano in it, yeah. It yeah. Does. And also, has it got the, like a, an orchestra arrangement as well? Um, yeah, so originally we had, like, Jamie did some really awesome strings. That whole song was actually about a minute longer originally. We had, like, this big spoken word thing of Alec Guinness reading a, reading a poem in that middle quiet section. But then when we took it to Chris, he's like, look, there's a lot of spoken word on this already. We can't overdo it. We should probably just like, cut it back. So there was some strings over that. And then when we send them to George, he was like, hmm, I like these, but they're not really doing it for me completely. So he just took the liberty of writing some strings for it, for that last bit. Yep. And like, that was just him just just flexing and we were just blown away. He just like added so much more to it. We were so stoked. Yeah. Um, so it was very, very cool to have his experience and like that kind of nods. Because what, originally what we wanted to do was send him the MIDI of the strings that we wrote and then he used his good sample libraries but he was like like the the voicings and stuff are a little bit out here let me just try some stuff and he gets on these like little threads that he follows when he's when he's mixing and recording and it he just starts to to flourish and just show how much he can do as a as a a mixing engineer so it was awesome working with him oh that's great and actually the last half of that song too the the drums in it i love it that's so, ridiculous, isn't it? Like, it, it that's, is. Yeah, my favourite moment on the entire EP. The last, like, three minutes. Yeah. Just, it just falls to the wall anthem. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's unbelievable, the stuff he's doing there. You know, in the yeah. booths and in the fields and everything. It's incredible. Yeah, just, yeah. He's just turned 18 as well, if you believe it. He's an absolute machine. That's amazing. Yeah. He's such a good drummer. <laughs> yeah. Now that the single, again, you're going to have to help me with, with this song, M. Jolina. Uh, it's Mjolnir, so uh, Thor's, Thor's Hammer. Okay. I believe you wrote the whole song, did you? Um, yeah, that was predominantly me. Um, there's a little, there's a couple of riffs uh, in there that Jamie... All right, like, so there's one riff in there, when the screening comes in, that's that, the original one, because Jamie had the idea for the song called Mjolnir, yep. and then he, he sent it to me, and I, I was like, hmm... 
Oh, sorry. I wrote, I'd written the bridge section. It was what I'd written first. That, that was the bit that came first. And then, uh, everything else fell around it. And then there was one section I was just like missing something. And then I found that riff that Jamie wrote in his original version of the old air. Um, or what he, then he had like a riff saved. And I was like, yeah, I'll definitely use that. But predominantly it was like 89% me. That's all. So. Yeah. That's a great yeah. song. Really good. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The grooves are, grooves are fun to play live, especially. Yeah. Just the, yeah, the timing and everything. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me a, a bit like, um, dream theater ish, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. I literally, I, I'm the, the biggest dream theater wannabe. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. 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 I've got, I've got a, um, a music man, JP. Uh, that I did all the leads on it. It's my favorite guitar in the world. Never selling that guitar. It's just the best. So that's my John Petrucci, uh, uh, signature model. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a genuine Petrucci clone. <laughs> uh, well, that makes sense then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You might be able to tell them solo. <laughs> yeah. No, but like in your own way, though, which is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, no, I didn't want to be a complete, complete copy, but I, you know, I've kind of developed my own sound from it. But it, yeah, there's no doubt that he absolutely influenced me in every way, shape, or form in my musical growth, I guess. Um, now I know you spoke about before the uh, the spoken word. So who actually did the all the, the spoken word on the EP? Uh, so the first one on the first song is Carl Sagan reading an excerpt from his book uh, Pale Blue Dot. It, it made sense to include that because yeah, it, the the EP is that whole journey of like we're destroying the earth, you know, love and loss in Itamori, and then also uh, sadness and sorrow in Wisdom of Mountains, and just trying to find your own path, and then leap of faith saying, right, oh, I'm just going to try and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and just, just go for something and then and start then being the beauty and art and telling a story of enlightenment. That The Carl Sagan quote really made sense for the start of the EP. And then the second one is, um, it's an excerpt from a book uh, okay. of a gentleman whose name escapes me. Jamie was the one that found it. Okay. I should re- I should really know this because I did <laughs> That's all I right. Did, I didn't mean it. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's a, it's a good, because I think it's a way that it, came together when we put it in it just made a lot of sense for what you're saying like picture yourself as a cloud you know clouds don't make mistakes and sometimes you just got to go for it and just not worry about making mistakes so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that's the one um in leap of faith isn't it the second one yeah that's correct yeah it's more of like an interlude song and we kind of intended it to be a bit of an interlude song yeah because the first three kind of flow into each other well and then stars then kind of ties up in a neat little package at the end but yeah leap of faith is kind of this diversion to be like yeah just back yourself i guess yeah. So the whole EP does it really follow like a, a storyline through each song? Um, not necessarily. Not so much like in a in a like a lyrical sense. It's more like each song has its own particular theme that we're focused on. Like the Mjolnir being the we as humans, you know, have these godlike powers but not evolved enough to use them. Yep. And then with wisdom, so that's just one aspect. And then wisdom is about emotions that follow loss. And then Itamori being it's feelings of like longing and loss. Mm-hmm. Um, over distance and time, and then let faith being like, yeah, like I said, back yourself and just try and transform in the emotional heavy themes of the first days of the EP into a bit more of like a deeper meditation, I guess. Yep. Yeah, it, it was an idea that I had. I, there's a couple of there's a couple of Easter eggs in there. Pretty much all the songs, me- melodic parts of the songs will come back at some stage in in the in start end. So if you listen out for them, they are in there. They're a bit yeah. hard to hear, but. Yeah, That's if, you, really cool. if you listen to the EP, yeah, if you listen to the EP enough times, uh, yeah, you'll definitely hear the, the the melodic themes come back and try and tie it all together. Oh, I'll go back and listen to it again now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it's a bit. Of, that's the dream theater me coming out. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, that's really good. Yeah, that's excellent. I mean, that's a really good insight to the EP too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I was hoping that more more people would pick. I mean, not many people have heard it yet, but hopefully, I, I want to be able to see that on like yeah, YouTube comments or you know forums or whatever, saying, "Well, have you guys heard this EP? Oh, did you know that this song has this particular melody in it? And then it comes back here, and then like I wanted to see that just to be like, oh yeah, what I've tried to do actually worked." <laughs> yeah, well, that'll be my comments. <laughs>